Paridana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padam Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakanvitangscha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Sri Mate Bhaktivedanta Swamin Itinamine Namaste Saraswati Devi, Gauravani Pracharine, Nirvishesha Shunyavadi, Paschatyade Shatanine, Vancha Kalpat Terubhyascha, Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha, Patitanam Pavanebhyo, Vaishnavevyo Namo Namah. Ekishna Karana Sindhu Dinabando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namastute Tapta Kanchana Gorangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Rishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Shri Advaita Gadadhar, Shri Vasadi, Gaurabhakta Vrinda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Welcome everyone to Saturday Sangha back in Sadhubhavan, broadcasting from Sadhubhavan. Um, and uh, here we are in the middle, not the middle, but approaching the middle of summer, middle of June. Um, what else is happening? Yeah, Monday, coming Monday is near Jolly Kadashi. <laughs> Guru Maharaj in Ratayatra is today in uh, Rijeka, in Croatia. Oh, yes, Ratayatra in Rijeka, Jai Jagannath. <clears throat> Thank you for reminding. That's a nice event. I've been attending so many times, but not this time. And uh, tomorrow, I have it noted, is says Ganga Puja. I think people do Ganga Puja every day of the year, but it says Ganga Puja is tomorrow. And appearance day of Ganga Mata Goswamini and disappearance of Baladev Vidya Bhushana. Um, and 
I just received a set of prayers, an ashtakam for Baladevinya Bhushana. Let's see where that was. Yes, here. And so we might read some of this. Um, <clears throat> Govindai Kanti Kalinge Kalinda Shamanandiya Parivrat Puroga Shri Radha Damo Daranu Prato Yo Devang Vidyabhushanam Tang Yajama He who appeared in Odisha like the fulgent sun is exclusively devoted to Govinda, belongs to the spiritual line of Shamananda Prabhu, is the foremost ascetic, and is a faithful disciple of Radha Damodar Goswami. We worship such a divine Baladeva Vidya Bhushana. Amnaya Vyakosha Radhanta Rupam Nisheshang Yat Pratyanika Praharam Vyakti Bhutam Yena Govinda Bhashyam Devang Vidya Bhushanam Tang Yajamaha he who revealed the Govinda-bhāsya, which is the blossomed, blossomed philosophical conclusion of all Vedic scriptures, and which completely smashes all opponents, praharam, pratyanika praharam, uh, we worship such a divine Baladev, Vidya Bhushana, Vyakti Bhutam. Uh, Vyakti, Vyakta means manifest, Vyat, Vyakti Bhutam, um, having the character of being manifest. Uh, Yena Govinda Bhasham. He has revealed, he's made manifest the Govinda Bhasham. So this is what maybe we generally know Baladevidya Bhushana for, uh, the composition of the Govinda Bhasham of the Vedanta Sutra. Um, and we've all heard that, but we may not be very familiar with the Govindavacham of Vedanta Sutra, which is something we may want to pursue in course of time to become familiar with. Seva kunjoka su shashvan nivesho radha shamo 
Shri Yuno Rasera Sola Sabajang Bajang Devang Vidyabhushanam Tang Yajamaha. He who has an eternal residence among the inhabitants of Seva Kunja, whose worshipable deities are Radha Shamasundar, and who relishes the splendor of their transcendental amorous pastimes. We worship such a divine Baladevidya Bhushana. I suppose I could uh, share the screen. Let's see if we can do this. Let's see if we can do share screen. And then, there it is. Share. Okay. Uh, can you see this now? Uh, not yet, Guru Maharaj. It seems that is refreshing the, the your your output. Yeah, now it's visible. Now it's now it came. Okay. Rupo pasting jiva marmadya keshang madhur yashvar yadi tatve rasagnyam svachas pita priti lakshaikavadang Devang Vidya Bhushanam Tangyajamaha. He who is Rupa Goswami's follower, who is the best among those who know the essence of Jiva Goswami's philosophy, who is a connoisseur of rasa in transcendental matters such as Madhurya and Aishvarya, Madhuryaishvarya Adi Tatve Rasagnyam, and whose sole conclusion uh, is that the goal of life is pure, intense love for Krishna. Uh, we worship such a divine Baladevit Yabhushana, Svacha Spita. Priti Laksha Ekavadam, the one Vada, the one conclusion. Okay. Purvami Mang Sotara Yoga Sankyam, Tarko Lukyam Shabdatantrang Sukavyam, Ityadi Gyaneshu Param Gatoyo. Devam Vidyabhushanam Tangyajama. He who is thoroughly conversant with multiple branches of knowledge, such as Karma Mimamsa, Vedanta, Sankhya, Yoga, Nyaya, Vaisheshika, 
Sanskrit grammar and fine poetry, we worship such a divine Baladevitya Bhushana. So he was very learned. <clears throat> Shabda Tantra, this must be Sanskrit grammar. Yeah, Shabda Tantra. <clears throat> Aulukyam by Sheshika philosophy. And Tarka, Tarka can mean just logic, it can mean argument. Uh, here he says it's referring to Nyaya. And Uttara, it says Purva Mimamsa Uttara. So Uttara uh, Mimamsa is another name for Vedanta. Purva Mimamsa is uh, the karma mimamsa or earlier preliminary and uttara is the concluding mimamsa uttara can also mean answer reply <clears throat> pragnyai rajanyaischa matatimanya sadbir nishtatvena gadhena krishne Nirvedatvenaiva lokai samangya devang vidya bhushanam tangya jamaha. He who is highly respected, uh, equally by learned scholars, kings, saintly persons, and common people. Uh, Nishtatvena, because of his devotion, on account of his intellect, deep devotion and detachment from the world, Nirvedatvena, uh, because of his detachment, uh, we worship such a divine Baladevitya Bhushana. Madvacharyanam pramayani matva samvadyaivalikinam jitparoyaha ajivam mai angsalarati sishtam devam vidyabhushanam tangyajama. He who, adopting the nine objects of knowledge taught, by Madhvacharya, became victorious over all deceitful philosophers after debating with them. <clears throat> Alikinam of deceitful philosophers, uh, and who was distinguished through his life as a strong enemy of the Mayavadis. Uh, Mai Angsalarati Shishtam um, Ajivam throughout his life. We worship such a divine Baladevit Yabushana. Prastana Tritve Hi Siddha Svavritya Gaudiyo Yenanvayas Vedanta charyam 
Trida Svasubir by Devam Vidyabhushanam Tang Yajama. He who, by his commentaries on the Prasthana Traya, definitely proved the authenticity of the Gaudiya lineage when it was under scrutiny. Svavritya uh, by his own commentary. Uh, with our life and soul, we certainly worship such a divine Baladevitya Bhushana, our Vedanta Acharya. Vedanta Acharyam. Rida Svasubi. Svasubi, with our lives. Etad Vidya Bhushana Syashtakam Yo Bhaktyadite Sarvata. Prinayet tam tat grantanyastam rahasyang krihitva brindaranye krishnadasyang savindate. May those who faithfully read or recite these eight verses dedicated to Baladevidyabhushana fully please him, comprehend the secrets laid down in his books and thus attain service to Lord Krishna in Vrindavan. Vrindaranye Krishna Dasyam Sabindate. May, may attain. Yes, if you want to look again at these verses, uh, if you can note this link, uh, Project blogspot.com. This is one devotee who's really made it kind of his life mission to uh, research about Baladevidya Bhushana. Uh, and uh, he's done some really quite significant work unearthing lost texts and all kinds of things like that. Um, yes, and so this devotee is his devotee name he doesn't advertise um, he just sent this message and uh, forgotten now yes Dr. Damien Martins okay Hare Krishna so all right um Again, welcome everyone, and let's now look at um, Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur's song. Two songs, I think we, because the first one we have today is very short. It's uh, all of three verses. It is called Upadesha Introduction, and Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur uh, is introducing after the Mangala Charana and so on we went through of the Kalyana Kalpataru. 
so in this in this song of three verses, he says, the initiating spiritual master, Diksha Guru, shows his causeless mercy by giving his disciples instructions uh, in chanting, here the translator says, the Hari Nama mantra. Diksha Guru Kripa Kori Mantra Upadesha. Now mantra here could mean could mean the Hare Krishna mantra, or it could mean the mantra uh, of um, what's usually identified with Diksha, which we identify as uh, second initiation or Brahman initiation. Koriya Dekan Krishna Tatvir Nidesha. By so doing, he, that is the Diksha Guru, points the disciples toward the direction of the truths pertaining to the Supreme Lord Sri Krishna. Koriya Dekan Krishna Tatvir Nidesha, Nirdesha, indicating uh, indication of what? Of Krishna Tattva. But then, next verse, Shiksha Guru Brinda, Kripa Koriya Apar, Sadhake Shikan Sadhanir Angasar, which um, I'm again thinking it's um, uh, translated by, uh, his name is slipping my mind now, Dasharat Sutta Prabhu. But I consider the numerous instructing spiritual masters to be more important, for they show unlimitedly more mercy. I guess he's translating the word apar. Uh, by training the neophyte devotees in all the essential aspect, aspects of practical regulative devotional service, sanana bhakti, shiksha guru brinda, kripa koriya apar. Now, it may be he's taken a, taking a bit of liberty here, uh, saying, I consider the numerous instructing spiritual masters to be more important. I don't see that literally being said here. However, uh, the third verse says, Shiksha Guru Gana Pode Koriya Pranati Upadeshamala Boli Nija Mana Prati. Therefore, offering my prostrated obeisances unto the lotus feet of all instructing spiritual masters. I will now narrate this garland of different types of spiritual advice, which will be, which will all be directed toward my own mind. <laughs> Nija Manaprati. Um, of course, that makes sense. He's making this distinction, saying there's the Diksha Guru, there are any number of Shiksha Gurus, and the Shiksha Gurus are giving Shiksha. They're giving upadesha. 
And that's his subject. That's what this section of the songbook is about. It's Upadesha. So he's saying, I'm giving obeisance particularly to my Shiksha gurus um, because uh, I'm now going to share the Shiksha which I have received from them. He doesn't name any Shiksha gurus. Uh, we generally... Uh, we generally understand um, that uh, Srila Jagannath Das Babaji was a Shiksha Guru. And uh, who was it? Uh, Bipin Bihari Goswami was his Diksha Guru, I believe. Did I get that right? Um, <laughs> And in any case, he's giving credit. He just says all Shiksha Gurus, which I think is significant for us because um, it reminds us to appreciate all the devotees we receive instruction from. Okay, let's, let's sing. <clears throat> This is in Payar format. Diksha Guru Kripa Kori Mantra Upadesh Koriya Dekan Krishna Tatve Nidesh Diksha Guru Kripa Kori Mantra Upadesh Koriya Dekan Krishna Tatve Nidesh Shikha Guru Brinda Kripa Koriya Apar Sadake Shikhan Sadane Angasar Shikha Guru Brinda Kripa Koriya Apar Sadake Shikhan Sadane Angasar Shikha Guru Ganapade Koriya Pranati Upadeshamam Boli Nijamana Prati Shikha Guru Ganapade Koriya Pranati Upadeshamam Boli Nijamana Prati Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. 
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Adibo, Adibo, Actually, I think we'll just uh, save the next song for next time because, yeah, we spent some time with Baladevid Yabushan Ashtakam, and it's nice just to focus on this uh, short song as well. Then that funny sound you hear from the sometimes clanking sound that's coming from this harmonium, uh, something inside does that. I don't know what it is. It's the way of harmoniums. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see, Daitesh is asking, may I translate? You want to translate the song again? Or, because we went through it uh, briefly. Yeah. No, no, Guru Maharaj, uh, I apologize. I, sometimes I uh, disable automatic unmuting by the participants. So uh -huh. he unmutes himself and he wants to go back and he can't until I allow that option again enable uh, okay now it's okay okay that was directed to me <laughs> okay <clears throat> good i also have a verse i just kind of opened randomly uh in shri chaitanya chandramrita of shri prabodhananda saraswati this is verse number 33. I thought this is very nice. It's highlighting the necessity to receive Lord Chaitanya's mercy if we want to um, attain what we are all aspiring for. Pashanna parishe chitom naivankura sambhavat sambhavet Langulam sarama pater vivrinata vivrinata syadasya naivarchavam hastavun nayata buddha katamaho daryam daryam vidormandalam sarvam 
Sadanam astu gora karna bave nabavotsava. O most wise and intelligent among men. Sadhana. Uh, no, where is it? Um, o most wise and intelligent among men, a piece of stone watered with nectar can never sprout into a sapling. Repeated pulling will not straighten a dog's tail. Langulam sarama apater vivrinata. Syat will happen. Asya naivarjavam, the arjavam, uh, the straightness, na eva is not going to happen. Nor can one touch the moon, no matter how high he raises his hands. Hasta avun nayata buddha. Katam ahodaryam vidur mandalam. Um, in the same way, though a practitioner, a sadaka, may perfect different spiritual disciplines, sadhana, without the mercy of Sri Gorachandra, he will not be able to participate in his festival of love, bhava utsava. Hmm. Yeah. So, sarvam sadhana, sadhanam astu gorakarna abhave, uh, in the abhava, in the absence of Lord Chaitanya's karuna, his mercy. Na bhavotsava, there will, will not be a festival. We cannot participate in that. So, we want the mercy of Lord Chaitanya. We want mercy. <laughs> okay. So again, welcome everyone. Um, early comers, late comers, and, uh, and newcomers. I wanted to, in particular, uh, welcome uh, to Ananda Leela and Gorachandra. I saw them here some time ago. Yes, there they were. Hare Krishna. All the way in uh, Florianopolis in Brazil. Brazil. Yes. <laughs> so welcome to you and uh, to all of you in all respects. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for this wonderful satsang. Thank you, Guru <laughs> um, Yes, Ananda Leela and Gora Chandra are joining, joining the, um, how shall we put it, speaking of Shiksha, 
gurus of their uh, joining the Shiksha Shishya club, if you like. <laughs> Shiksha Shishya club. Um, and do we have anyone wanting to do some showing and telling of anything? Uh, I was going to ask, we had a couple of devotees sharing their thoughts from our reading uh, from Chaitanya Charitamrita. Let's see, there was Pandava. Pandava, are you here? Pandava, he was, anyway, he was sending something. And uh, Odarya Chandrika sent something earlier today. Did you want to say something from what you sent? Uh, Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Um, Hare Krishna. Well, uh, I wanted, I wanted uh, not to say, but to ask you more because the, uh, I, 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 I would say that I speculate too much and I want to get clarified with what I wrote, especially the first point, um, because um, of what I got while reading again this uh, purport out of your how showing us how to make a notes and it was like, wow, amazing. I never did it like this and it's so nice and good, but I cannot go so philosophical. I'm always more practical person. Uh, but from the first paragraph, um, what I got um, that importance of a leadership and I wrote like bona fide leader is sometimes more important than the philosophy that he is promoting. So why I read that? Because I don't know, maybe Guru Maharaj, you already explained, but unfortunately I was not listening carefully, attentively. So I missed your point if you said, if you already shared this. Uh, but the question I have here is like, why did they follow Sri, Sri Pachankaracharya? Because my point from daily life is like bona fide leader. And also in Bhagavad Gita, I think it's in the third chapter, yes, um, 26 uh, text that whatever a uh, person, I mean, um, uh, yes. that, yeah. So, uh, so from my point of view is that uh, Shankaracharya, because he was, uh, of course, um, empowerment by uh, uh, the Lord. So it was because of his char char charisma or did they just like the philosophy, you know? So what was, why did, why did they follow uh, um, Shankaracharya? That was oh. that's the question, which will maybe give you more, uh, yes. Okay. Um, I. No, we didn't discuss that. I guess the first point would be what you said, uh, the, the idea that he was empowered um, by the Lord. So he had a mission. And um, sometimes it's said that he is, his name is Shankara, which is a name of Shiva, mm -hmm. that he is a form of Shiva. So, you know, Shiva is Shiva. He's Maheshwara. He's uh, in this world. He is, we can say, all powerful. That's one point. But another is that his writing, um, his his commentaries, 
they do have a certain attractive power. They are, um, how to say, there's a certain elegance uh, to his philosophy. It, it sounds on the surface um, very good. If we can just, you know, eliminate all of the variety and just see the one, uh, then we then we are liberated. And he has also what for some people is a very convincing uh, hermeneutical principle, which is to take uh, these this handful of statements from the Upanishads, which he calls, I guess he, or maybe one of his followers later calls Mahavakyas as great statements. And then all the other statements are interpreted through the lens of these so-called great statements. So that's very, yeah, it's, it's attractive. <laughs> And I can say from um, having had a little exposure to his commentary on part of the uh, Chandogya Upanishad in my, it was beginning of my third year university um, Sanskrit course that his, his Sanskrit is actually quite straightforward and I wouldn't say simple, but relatively speaking simple uh, compared to Ramanujacharya, who can be quite dense, quite difficult, very difficult. Um, Jiva Goswami can also be very dense and I would say, for me, difficult, if not impossible. <laughs> and, um, but in contrast, Shankara's uh, writing is, at least what I experienced, it was, it, even as a third-year Sanskrit student, I was able to, let's say I was able to follow along uh, when our professor was explaining. <laughs> That's about as much as I can say about that. But it, it struck me when, I, when we were reading that it was, you know, quite straightforward. Um, and his, but his philosophy has been enduring. You know, if we, if we only say, well, he was very, a very charismatic leader, that could only apply as long as he was physically present. But his, his writings have endured up to the present time. Um, and he has inspired so much sub-commentary and on and on and on. Yeah, so... There may be other factors, but those I would, I would, I would say are there. To, these are also relevant. 
Um, there's been a kind of revival of Advaita Vedanta in the 19th century, in the late 19th, early 20th century. Now I'm just speaking kind of from a perspective of uh, modern Indian history. Uh, some one scholar has written about this, that there was a feeling of a need amongst uh, the Indian, the Hindu intelligentsia uh, in the 19th and 20th century to have to have a sort of one cohesive philosophy, theology, to present to the world, to say, this is Hinduism. And uh, Advaita Vedanta fit this purpose very well. And so it was taken up with great eagerness by, well, in the early 20th century, especially by uh, Dr. Sarvopali Radhakrishnan, um, but several others before him and since him, uh, they, um, they said, you know, here, this, because there was a critique against Hindu philosophy that, oh, it's so complicated, it's so confusing, it's so many-branched, um, it's, what is it? Uh, this criticism was coming from the Christian missionaries in India, especially. So the, some of the Hindu intelligentsia, uh, especially Ramohan Roy, uh, in the early, actually eight, late 18th century, early 19th century. Uh, he was very concerned about this. And so he started uh, studying the Upanishads and he concluded, aha, Upanishads, this is what is real Hinduism. Forget about the Puranas. He Wholesale, he rejected the Puranas, including the Bhagavatam. And he said, the real thing is the Upanishads. And it's really very much the case that the Upanishads, by which I mean the main Upanishads that we uh, speak about in Vedanta, for the most part, uh, the very dominant flavor of them is Advaita. It's non-dualist. And um, I'm quoting, when I say that, I'm quoting a uh, Dvaitavadin scholar who is both a traditional scholar and a modern Western scholar of Madhva Vedanta. Um, I have one, we can say friend, scholar friend, who is a specialist. He's, he grew up 
Uh, he's born in a Madva family and he's grown up and he's been trained and he also became qualified. He teaches at one university in, in America. He came to Oxford and uh, I took him for a walk around central Oxford in the university one time and we were chatting and he said, you know, it's really true, isn't it? He said that the Upanishads are basically Advaitic. <laughs> and this is coming from a hardcore Dvaita Vedanta scholar. <laughs> he, he was kind of saying, well, let's, let's, uh, let's uh, recognize, let's admit that this is the case. So anyway, uh, Ram Mohan, Roy uh, took the Upanishads and decided this is Hinduism. And so my point was that there is this sort of modern history, which is, uh, I would say, quite closely woven into modern Indian political history. Mm. So when I was in Oxford, uh, one of our very senior professors there, um, Richard Gombrich, now retired, um, he's a scholar of Buddhism mainly, but uh, he was a very strong, uh, still is a very strong supporter of our Center for Hindu Studies. And he said once in a, in a public lecture, uh, he, and coming from him, this was very significant because he's a highly respected scholar. Uh, he said, we used to think that Vedanta meant Advaita Vedanta. However, since the Oxford Center for Hindu Studies has been established here in Oxford. We have all come to know that this is only one uh, interpretation of Vedanta, that uh, there's so many Vaishnava forms of Vaishnava Vedanta. So when he said that, uh, we all kind of went, yeah. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> So, mm, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's what comes to mind. Yes, yes, Guru Maharaj. Uh, uh, yes, of course, uh, especially when that even today that influence is there from Shankaracharya. So he's not in person anymore here but the influence is still there. So yeah, I, I got bigger perspective. Um, thank you so much. Uh, and otherwise, Uramaraj, when I was reading and also I was um, debating with uh, Dharma Gupta and Madhyana Leela about one paragraph of uh, this uh, <laughs> uh, purport, it was so nice and so many questions came out. I would not ask them now because of the time and maybe others also have a question, but it's so interesting really. Thank you for mm -hmm. opening. Um, this give it, to give us this opportunity to go more detailed in one verse and the purport of that one verse. 
Yeah, it's giving me an opportunity also. Um, I'm looking more closely uh, as a result and questions come up for me as well. <laughs> and there's, I'm, well, I, I think I may bring up one of them in response to Dira Lalita's question here. Uh, but maybe first we should go to Pandava. He says he's here now. Are you still here? Are you still here? Ah, yes. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Yes, you would have to unmute so we can hear you. Oh, yes. No, I'm, it's a cent central control, so... <laughs> Uh -huh. um uh yes so um uh, it's a it's a great uh, uh purport and uh in that email i have sent you um what is kind of interesting to me that uh, shla Prabhupada uh, said uh of course not the only one time here that this Hare Krishna movement, the Krishna consciousness movement, is the only light for the foolish living entities who think either that there is no God or that if God exists, he is formless and they themselves are also God. So uh, we have some experience with uh, some Christian preachers who always use that only we have, or that's the, the only way to understand. Of course, Srila Prabhupada's uh, statement is different because if, if somebody <clears throat> would definitely spend time reading his, uh, his discussions and lectures, then he understand, the person will understand why definitely Shila Prabhupada could say something strong like that. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, and the, 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 the best part for me is actually the last little paragraph because uh, Shila Prabhupada uh, invites his followers and devotees saying that these misconceptions are very dangerous and the only way to counteract them is to spread the Hare Krishna movement. <laughs> so when, <laughs> when, when somebody uh, will do this in practice, means by book distributions or by any interactions with people presenting Krishna, Hare Krishna philosophy, which means we, we need to some way to understand our our uh, not only opponent because it's not just a fight but our uh, person you are dealing we are dealing with where they stand how to present uh, Hare Krishna philosophy um, then then the uh, the essence uh, we have to be uh, very intelligent really how to present uh, Hare Krishna movement, how not to jump uh, too quickly to some decisive conclusions. So they will be impressed or they will be attracted to 
uh, to Krishna philosophy because mm. because like uh, of course uh, Shankaracharya's uh, uh, commentaries influenced definitely India the most yeah. and maybe some other people who who have who were exposed to his philosophy and so my from my personal experience I meet so many people uh, uh, in India from India who really love this uh, this concept I am I am Brahman I'm one in the universe and yeah. then then to speaking to them or bring them to the level of reality saying that uh, I'm sorry my dear one <laughs> I'm I so mean, sorry but that's not yeah. quite right <laughs> yes you know, so to like uh, say like um, forget for a moment whatever you think you have learned and now try to understand the reality that you are just a small speck like in this purple Prabhupada says infinitesimal uh, part of God so how a small teeny person like like you or anyone can claim that you are one with the universe it's it's just impossible we are just aware of only one small teeny human body and whatever we can really experience through through our bodies so so definitely if if we if we take this um, challenge uh, talking to to uh, people uh, presenting uh, krishna philosophy then then we will have definitely uh, that um, deeper realization and and krishna's mercy really how to how to present because it's very quickly um, i mean i found myself also uh, that <laughs> and i i've also heard in your lectures in your last at least uh, maybe two years that the the real preacher uh, should be really friendly. It, so sometimes that's the best uh, way or the best bridge to have with those people, because yeah. no one is um, uh, interested in uh, uh, accepting whatever unknown person uh, yeah. is trying to establish at the very start. Right. <laughs> exactly so these were my just my few thoughts yes thank you yes and i know you are doing you are uh, you're making some efforts isn't it online discussing with different people yes yeah good luck <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> i had experience um Oh, so many years ago, this was, this was, um, I think it was when I had my first computer, which means early, early 90s. And there started to be uh, different discussion groups online. And I, I just remember, I think I was, in, yeah, I was in Stockholm, Sweden, for some days. And um, I got entangled in some online discussion. <laughs> and in, I really just found myself entangled. It was, you know, there was no, there was no end to it. They, they just kept coming with this and with that. And so that, 
one has to also, um, you know, ask oneself, what is the bottom line benefit from these discussions if they're not uh, really illuminating whether they have a purpose or not. Um, and we talked about this uh, in this chapter by Chaitanya Charitamrita, the whole, uh, the background of Mahaprabhu speaking to Prakashananda Sarasati and his followers was that he won, he really won their hearts already uh, by his by his mood, his attractive character, and by his humility. <laughs> and therefore, they were very open to hear from him. So that's, yeah, that's a challenge for us. So we try our best. Uh, and yes, our arguments, what did Jesus say? Do not cast your pearls before swine. You know that expression? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, we have to think about that as well. So, uh, if I if I can sometimes um, have a little bit longer exchange with the person, um, it's like almost like a fishing. Just put some <laughs> comment, maybe uh. just a bit spark or some some uh, <laughs> some little controversial uh, statement because yeah that may really uh, start uh, other comments other people but mm, if yeah. if uh, the, let's say my um, basic uh, purpose is if there is some way to connect people to Prabhupada's books I always give links to. Mm -hmm. uh, Veda, Veda base or specifically to Bhagavad Gita yeah. or certain verses or uh, science of self-realizations science of self-realization mm -hmm. so then or, or even in Chaitanya's teachings so that's that's for me uh, a, you know, it's a you know, very good thing to, yeah. to notice no that's perfect that's perfect preaching connect them to Srila Prabhupada. Very good. <laughs> so keep it up. <laughs> so, and then uh, Dira Lalita has written a question. Uh, Shankaracharya misled the world by co commenting uh, that Vyasadeva was mistaken. Could you please shed light on how Shankaracharya was following the Lord's order to bring Vedas back into use? So Shankaracharya was sort of insulting Vyasadeva. He wasn't telling the truth about Vyasa's compilation of Vedas. I see it as immoral, but at the same time, uh, he was following the Lord's order, confusing. Ah, yeah, that's an interesting way to put it. and. What I want to say is that the truth be told, as I was looking at this, about how he is uh, contradicting Vyasa, well, it sort of opened up a whole um, sort of bottomless 
pit because he doesn't, it's not so specific what he's um, referring to there. And uh, just, yeah, this last week, I was, um, I was looking for the source of one line which Srila Prabhupada quotes um, in, which what was it in 120 or 121? Um, I forget now. But uh, he doesn't give the reference for it. And so I do what any anyone nowadays is probably tempted to do. I did a Google search. <laughs> and I came up with a, here it is. Yeah, it's in his purport to um, verse 121, um, some distance down, a few paragraphs down in the middle. He says, Satatvato anyatabud here, vikara iti udahrita. So I was looking for that. And it took me quite a while. And what I found was not exactly that but I found what I think this may be a misquote of, a slight misquote. Um, and let's see now if I can find that. Here we are, okay. Yeah. Okay, so the verse that I found is satatvato. I'm getting back to your point, but first I have to go here. Satatvato anyata prata vikara iti udirita. And then the second line is atatvato anyata prata vivarta iti udarita. And the second line is quoted by Srila Prabhupada, but again, using uh, anyata buddhi instead of anyata prata. It comes to the same meaning, um, as far as I can tell. But he quotes the second line in the next purport. So where I found this was, it's being quoted in the Vedanta Sara of Sadananda. Okay, who is Sadananda? Sadananda was a follower of Shankaracharya in, I believe, the fifth, uh, 16th, 15th or 16th century. I meant to look him up. Um, and that book, Vedanta Sara, is... Um, still today, quite popular summary of Advaita Vedanta. So Sadananda quotes, hmm, that's not what I wanted. No, I'd have to look elsewhere. Okay. Um, he is quoting this verse, but he doesn't give a reference, 
which is typical. Um, the acharyas, when they when they quote from Vedic literature or Puranas or whatever, um, very typically they don't tell you where <laughs> where to find it, <laughs> which is can be very frustrating. You're supposed to know where it is. Often they will just say, "Iti shruti," it's from shruti, <laughs> or it's in the shruti. Um, yeah, thanks. Where? But this he doesn't give any reference. This may be a project for you, Vrindapati. You, you have uh, lots of connections with people who could probably find this out. What do you think? Is he there? Um, not to put him on the spot, but. So, so now comes my point, which is, um, I have to say, it's pure speculation and it's, um, so you don't have to take it seriously. <laughs> but I have a suspicion that Krishna does Kaviraj writing Chaitanya Charitamrita was familiar with, and maybe the people, you know, the devotees around him, that they were familiar with Sadananda and not necessarily with Shankaracharya directly. And Sadananda, I mean, I haven't studied his Vedanta Sara, but I do know from hearing from others that uh, Shankaracharya himself, um, some of the things he said were found to be ambiguous, meaning you could take it this way or you could take it that way. And then his followers, generation after generation, were elaborating to try to explain Shankaracharya. And in the process of explaining Shankaracharya, they came up with what came to be called Mayavada. In other words, Shankara himself, um, one might say, was a Brahmavadi. He was certainly emphasizing non-dualism. But was he a Mayavadi in the way we generally understand. Um, well, maybe he was, and <laughs> it, it's, it seems like it's ambiguous. The point is this uh, saying that Shankaracharya was rejecting or uh, disagreeing with Vyasa. I just don't know what you know, that I think it will take more brains than I have to work out exactly what he's saying there. Um, Prabhupada is elaborating, and um, but to really pinpoint it may not be so easy. Uh, but I'm also not finished. I've started thinking uh, to try to develop this a bit more. Um, because I, I thought, you know, it could be useful for devotees 
to have a sort of unpacking of these purports by Srila Prabhupada. Um, he's quoting from different Upanishads, you know, briefly, so then one could elaborate more what, what exactly he's quoting and why, why he's quoting particular things and so on. Um, yeah, so that's as about all I can say on that. It's it is confusing. <laughs> on the order of the Lord, He is doing this, um, but we can take it in a similar way. I would say to how we understand the position of Maya Devi, the external energy of the Lord. That's explained by Jiva Goswami uh, in his Tattva Sandarva that he quotes from the Bhagavatam, Vilajja manaya yasyastatum ikshapate amuya, that Maya Devi is embarrassed, Vilajja, uh, to stand within the view, within the sight of Lord Krishna because of what is her service, but it's her service. And so she does it. Her service is to uh, give what the conditioned souls who have turned away from the Lord want. And, though, and by doing that to bind them and by doing that to make them fearful. And by doing that, um, making them inclined to turn back to the Lord. That's her service. But she's embarrassed, so she stays at a distance from the Lord. And it says the Lord uh, respects her for her service. He honors her. He uh, keeps her in that position um, since time immemorial, um, and therefore she is honored. Mm -hmm. So in a similar way, we may understand about Shankaracharya. Oh. Oh. Thank you so much, Guru Maharaj. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really blows my mind how um, <laughs> it's actually Shankaracharya appears to be a surrendered servant to the Lord by alluring people from Buddhism towards the uh, towards the uh, Mayavada, or at least toward Brahmavada, or, or at least to, towards Brahmavada. But uh, it is so deep. Uh, without this discussion and your mercy, I don't think I'll be ever, ever able to be to understand this so deeply. And to actually see Maya Devi as a servant of the Lord that uh, that I have respect for. Not that I want to be really her follower, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> have respect for her. Thank yes. you so much, Guru Maharaj. Could, could, could I uh, steal a one minute uh, of yours just to uh, offer something to devotees on this site? Um, mm -hmm. I have sponsored books of yours, Guru Maharaj, here at home, 
I have 10 copies of uh, Krishna Seva in English and 10 oh. copies of uh, attending Krishna's image. Um, oh, okay. And they have been sponsored by my husband, myself. And I would like to, if you would like to have a copy, if you don't have it, um, please uh, uh, give me your uh, emails or so or addresses so I could send it to you. Oh, okay. With no cost. Wow. Yeah, because a, they have been deal. sponsored. <laughs> that's a deal. <laughs> I mean, if you would like to give a donation, you can. Donations yeah. are accepted. Okay. Donations Good. are accepted. I have a PayPal, and those donations will go towards Gurmarj's project. So. Um, uh, or for so, print, or for printing more books. Or for printing, or uh, for real project Gurmarj that you uh, know how to best direct that donation. So. There is a Demi-Christian's image, and uh, I'll, I'll write my details in the chat. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Guru Maharaj. All right, book promotion is over now. <laughs> Sorry, apologize. <laughs> That's okay. Avaduta Rai is asking or saying, Shugadev was realized in impersonal knowledge near Vikalpaka. Bhagavatam 144 question, he was shuka in Goloka, is this impersonalism a pastime? Um, yeah, we might take it as a pastime. Um, it's also, I just happen to have here within reach, uh, a nice verse, uh, praising Shukadev Goswami in the 12th canto of Bhagavatam, um, which is also quoted by Jiva Goswami in Tattva Sandarbha. And it goes like this this is the Sanskrit. Svasuka nibrita chaitas tatvyudastanya bhavo, pyajita ruchira lila krishta saras tadiyam. I offer obeisance, nata asmi, to Srila Sukadev Goswami, who uh, was Sva Sukha Nibrata Cheta. His consciousness was, he was completely satisfied. Uh, experiencing his own happiness, Swasuka, um, which was Tat Vyudastanya Bhava, which rejected all forms of materialism, which threw out Vyudasta, uh, all kinds of uh, Bhava of this world. Api, however, Ajita Ruchira Lila Krishna Saras Tadiyam. Uh, despite being self satisfied, <clears throat> uh, he was uh, attracted, ah, Krishna, to the taste, Ruchi, Ruchir, uh, of the Lila of, um, of Ajita of the Lord, 
And, uh, so, and because he was attracted, Vyatanuta Kripaya, by his mercy. And um, so I would say this comes to respond to the question about pastime. This is part of the pastime uh, that he is displaying mercy. Vyatanuta, he shared. Um, Tatvadipam Puranam, uh, the uh, Purana, namely the Bhagavatam, which is Tatvadipa, which is illumination of Tattva, of reality. Tam uh, Vyasa Sunum, that son of Vyasa, Akila Rijana Gnam, uh, who could dispel all who could destroy all gna, all obstacles, uh, unlimited obstacles, to that person I offer obeisance. Um, so he is um, highlighting why uh, the uh, why Krishna bhakti is superior to Brahmananda. And this is a major topic in the Bhagavatam and in uh, Jiva Goswami's Sandarbhas, especially uh, Bhagavat Sandarbha. And uh, he's illustrating that. He's, I mean, he's embodying that. So that's, that's there. Um, okay. <clears throat> Okay, Hare Krishna. So, at this point, shall we continue with Chaitanya Charitamrita? <laughs> um, yes, okay. Then I have to share screen. And where am I? Um, Desktop, it's here somewhere. Here we go. Yes, share. Okay, now I'm still, believe it or not, lingering on um, verse 121 of chapter 7, because I want to just call attention that, was it here or was it 120? No, it was, I'm going back to 120, I guess. Yeah, back to 120. Um, you may recall, you may remember that Prabhupada refers to verse number two or sutra number two of Vedanta Sutra, Janmadi Asya Yataha. And I started to give, uh, to share some of the commentary of Ramanujacharya. Now that gets fairly complicated and uh, I may, I think I'm going to, not continue with that just now. But what I wanted to do, because this will be a little refreshment, I think, from this sort of 
heavy, dry Vedanta. Prabhupada then uh, quotes, or does he? No. Um, he mentions, does he mention that this is the beginning also of Srimad Bhagavatam, Chanmadhyasyayaton Vayat, Itratas Charte Shaminyasvarat. So, and We understand, and Jiva Goswami elaborates, that uh, this verse shows us that the Bhagavatam is a commentary on the Vedanta Sutras, or Brahma Sutras, uh, because the first verse alludes to the first sutra of Vedanta Sutra. That's one reason that he gives. There are other reasons. Uh, now, the first verse of the Bhagavatam is um, a rather long verse, and it's very quite comprehensive. Uh, and Srila Prabhupada uh, gives a quite extensive translation, which I will leave for you to read by yourselves, because I don't want to torture our translators too much. Um, but still, this may be a bit of a torture. I want to share with you the third of five translation or commentaries of Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur on this verse. He's given five different interpretations, and this is the third one, uh, which has been translated by Matsyavatar Prabhu, who uh, is a student, he was a student of uh, my god brother Gopi Paranadana Prabhu, Sanskrit student. Okay, here we go. You, I don't know if you'll see this, it's written rather small. Um, here we go. We meditate, so he's taking the word dimahi at the end, we meditate Upon the Supreme Absolute Truth, Param Satyam, Sri Krishna, from whom, Yataha, comes the appearance, Janma, of the original Adi Asya Rasa, the original Rasa, that is, Sringara Rasa. This Rasa is produced by union anvayat, and separation, itarataha. Krishna is cognizant, he's conscious, abhignya, of the means, arteshu, helpful for bringing about rasa, such as the 64 arts. He, still talking about Krishna, <clears throat> is the one who, yaha, imparted tene, the truth, Brahma, about Adi Rasa, unto the original sage, Adi Kavi, of Rasa, namely Bharata. <laughs> Bharata Muni is. Uh, the uh, author of the Bharata Natya Shastra. So he's 
saying that Adikavi is Bharata, not Brahma. Through the sage's mind, Rida. Properly speaking, Rasa is related only to him, to Krishna. But the poets, Surayaha, are bewildered, Muhyanti, in regard to the truth, yet about Rasa, because they describe Rasa in relation to mundane heroes. This is like Yata mistaking Vinimaya, light, Teja, and so on, to be water, Vari, and so on. Moreover, in relation to Krishna, Yatra, a literary creation, Sargaha, of three tree kinds of meanings, namely literal, Vacha, figurative, Laksha, and suggestive, Vyangya, being not false, Amrasha, can be astonishing by its otherworldliness. However, the cheaters, Kuhakam, who do not esteem Rasa, are always Sada, driven away by the special power, Svena Damna, of astonishment arising from direct perception. <laughs> this is, um, that is quite an accomplishment of uh, Sanskrit exegesis of interpretation, I would say. So uh, it just, it shows, uh, one thing it shows is how artful Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur is in his understanding of Shastra. And it also shows, and I think this is what he wants to show, is that from, we say in English, from the get-go, from the very beginning of the Bhagavatam, uh, the Bhagavatam really is about uh, the Lord of Rasa, in other words, which, which is indicated in um, uh, the third verse, Nigama Kalpatorgavitangbalam Shukamukad Amrita Drava Samyatam Pibata Bhagavatam Rasam Alaya Muhuraho Rasika Bhuvi Bhavaka. so he, he's uh, inviting us to appreciate that and the Bhagavatam is for relishing. And what, I, what I'm, I guess, trying to do with focusing on this, uh, this part of Chaitanya Charitamrita is I want to say that this is part of how we relish, or this is mm, helpful, if not essential, uh, in relishing uh, the rasa of the Bhagavatam is to relish the tattva. Or we can say that hmm, 
Yeah, it is rasa tattva uh, in more ways than one. It is how we, th through tattva, th and that's why Srila Prabhupada emphasized we should read the first nine cantos of the Bhagavatam before jumping into the, we shouldn't jump into the 10th canto. He said that, he emphasized it, and then what did he do? He translated his summary study of the 10th canto because he wanted to make sure that uh, we would get it uh, in feeling that we may not, he may not be with us long enough uh, to uh, stay to translate the whole thing. Okay, so I want to, but now I want to go to uh, verse number 122. According to Shankaracharya, by accepting the theory of the transformation of the energy of the Lord, one creates an illusion by indirectly accepting that the absolute truth is transformed. Okay, the, the, there's two uh, or three technical terms here. One is parinama vada. Parinama means transformation. Uh, vivarta also means transformation or it means some kind of change. Uh, and Ishvara Hoyen Vikari, that Ishvara becomes changed. And we'll see in the purport, uh, Prabhupada is saying that Shankaracharya is worried that if we say that this world is a transformation of Brahman, then we are saying. We are saying that Ishvara, that Ishvara, here Krishna says Ishvara. I don't know if Shankara would say Ishvara or just Brahman is, um, is being changed. And, and that's a problem. This is the whole issue in Vedanta. I think I've already explained, but it's a central issue of Vedanta. How do we get, what is the relation between the one, which is Brahman, which is unchanging, and the many, which is this world, which is uh, always changing. The, you can, somebody who's a little clever maybe can uh, turn this into like a, a board game. You know, board games like Monopoly, uh, there's different rules. What I want to say is that Vedanta has certain ground rules. And one of the ground rules is that Brahman doesn't change. Okay, so if we accept that, then how do we get all of this change? That's the question. Uh, and the attempt in the Upanishads and especially in Vedanta discourse is to come up with a systematic explanation of that. 
And it seems to involve parinama, transformation. So Prabhupada is going to bring this up uh, in his purport. But first he says, first he refers to Bhaktivinoda Thakur. And again, I'm not sure if this is Bhaktivinoda Thakur's commentary uh, on uh, this verse in Chaitanya Charitamrita. But in any case, he says that um, to not clearly understand Parinamavada will result, my little code here is two arrows uh, for will lead to or will result in misunderstanding the truth of the material cosmic manifestation and the living entities. Uh, or um, yeah, in, in Sri Vaishnava, uh, Ramanuja, Sri Vaishnava tradition, uh, it's understood there's Ishvara, there's Jiva, and uh, there is Jada. Jada is this world. Uh, whatever is not living in this world uh, is called Jada, uh, dull, dull matter. So a misunderstanding of Parinama will bring a misunderstanding of the truth, the tattva of material cosmic manifestation and the living entities. And what is that misunderstanding going to be? Uh, sort of to jump ahead, so to say. Uh, it's going to be the Advaita Vadin conclusion that uh, material cosmic manifestation and the living entities are illusory. They are not real. And that's where the Vaishnavas wake up and stand up and say, no, <laughs> you got it wrong. <laughs> it's not false, it's real. This world is real. And we are real. Now, a question came up. Um, also, this I noted it. Uh, this was, I think, last week. Uh, Avaduta Rai was asking, how is it that a, an Advaita Vadin or a Maivadi can be a material, can become a materialist? Uh, which is, it's an interesting question. I was thinking about it. Um, there's probably a lot can be said about it, but what comes to my mind is a, a good Brahmavadi is not a materialist. He or she uh, has understood very well that this material world is temporary and therefore, one uh, wants to be detached from this world. And that's not what we usually think of as materialism, to be rather the opposite. Uh, uh, Brahmavadi, we can say, is a, a low-level spiritualist, someone who 
uh, understands material nature, material world, the manifestations of this world are temporary and therefore not to be uh, involved with in ways which implicate us. So that's that's spiritual, I, I would say Brahmavada. And then, however, uh, the Mayavada goes a step further to say that this world is illusion. Now, saying that it's illusion, one can go in two directions. One direction is that of the transcendentalist. He, he or she will say, yes, it's illusion, and therefore I'm not going to get entangled. And so uh, one will pursue whatever it is, Brahma Jyoti, uh, the impersonal Ananda of Brahman, the Brahma Ananda, which is a real Ananda, um, which, and then it's debatable, how long can you keep in that Brahma Ananda? Uh, in any case, that's one possible direction, but the other possible direction, and I think this is why Srila Prabhupada is saying it's so dangerous is that when it filters down into um, popular culture, it becomes a basis for people to say or to think, or maybe not even think consciously, but just to sort of presume that, yes, this is, a, this is one big illusion Therefore, let me enjoy, let me enjoy this illusion. Since it's all illusion, I can enjoy it to my heart's content and it will, there will be no cost uh, to me or to anyone else. It's uh, inconsequential. And therefore, it also becomes a source for uh, the complete um, rejection uh, of of morality, of dharma. So that would be an, one way of understanding. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of jumping ahead to say the misunderstanding of Parinamavada leads to the misunderstanding about this world and, and the living entities, that it's all illusion. And what's gonna be the implication of that? And here is, is, is really the bottom line, the, the essential point um, for which the entire Bhagavatam is expanded, for which Jiva Goswami's books, uh, Srila Rupa Goswami's books are all expanded. Uh, the Mayavadi will say that bhakti, uh, which means engaging of the jiva in devotion, engaging the senses uh, with sense objects in service, that is all, at best, they will say, instrumental, uh, which means it can help you to realize that it is all illusion. 
At best, it is that, they will say, and at worst, it's a waste of time because it's part of the illusion. It's, um, it's a waste of time, it's illusion. Not only is bhakti illusion, not only the jivas are illusion, in the more, let's say, developed or degraded mayavada, and this is where I'm not so sure Shankara would have agreed. Um, but uh, the, the argument is there. Ishvara is also illusion. Ishvara is the Lord is ultimately uh, a product of avidya, Hare Krishna. <laughs> now, as I've been explaining, uh, the whole Vedanta is very much concerned with Upanishads. What does it say in the Upanishads? And therefore, uh, there's a lot of quoting of the Upanishads. So, Srila Prabhupada is doing that as well. And he quotes from Chandogya Upanishad, Sanmulaha, Somyemaha Prajaha, Sat Ayatanaha, Sat Pratishtaha. And he gives a sort of summary translation. Living beings are material um, sorry, living beings and the material world are separate and are eternally true, not false. So san mulaha, uh, san means sat. And sat means true. And mula uh, means root. Mulaha is roots. Somya is my dear boy <laughs> because uh, the father is speaking to his son and giving him this teaching. And he's saying that the praja, the, um, um, uh, the progeny, literally, the living beings, those who are produced, uh, who are born in this world, <clears throat> they are satmula, they have sat as their root. Now, Shankaracharya is not going to disagree with this. He's not going to disagree with this, but he will go on to say, Praja is a product of name and form, and therefore not real. Um, and the example is given, and this is from the Chandogya Upanishad, of the clay and clay pots. There's a lot of discussion about clay and clay pots. And the idea is if you understand, so to say, clay, then you understand everything. You understand all about clay pots, whatever their form. And what Shankara wants to do is, is say, Therefore, the pot is meaningless. What is meaningful is clay. And what the Vaishnavas want to say is, wait, 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 no, 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 no. 
um, you're not gonna be able to carry water in clay. And that, that argument is given by none other than Mother Shachi Devi, uh, the mother of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in this nice uh, conversation when uh, Nimai is a small boy and they're talking about uh, dirt versus sweets. <laughs> and, and Nimai is saying to his mother, what's the difference? <laughs> it's, all, it's all coming from, from clay. And his mother says, no, 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 there's a difference. So the thing is, there's both. There is oneness and there is difference. And that's what um, our uh, Godiya Vaishnava Vedanta is all about, that there is non-difference and there is difference. And if you try to take one and leave the other, you have half the story. And as they say in English, the half-truth is worse than a lie. Then Prabhupada explains Shankara's fear. What is his fear? He says, well, parinama, transformation, that would indicate transformation of Brahman. And we just were talking about this. That's, that's against the rules. Brahman is mm, uh, satyam brahma, brahma anantam, satyam jnanam anantam brahma. That's kind of the, one of the Mahavakyas. Satyam jnanam anantam brahma. Um, but his worry is you're, you're implicating Brahman. You're making Brahman change to become a vikari, uh, one who is changed. And what's missing here? What's missing is uh, a very simple point, the understanding of energies. But I'm getting a little ahead. Um, so Prabhupada says, Shankara imagines ma the material world and living entities to be false with no individuality. In other words, living entities are actually um, an upadi. They are a false uh, product of avidya and uh, they are, if, if, you, if you break the pot, so to say, then what will you have left? You will have the air in the pot merging with all the air around the pot. So in this example, he's speaking of um, Brahman as the air, and we are just part of that. And so there's no distinction. There's just one Brahman. Uh, that is um, Atman and Brahman are one, and we are ultimately one single being. You, this idea of you and I and they, that is illusion. Then Prabhupada 
Prabhupada says, by word jugglery, <laughs> uh, he is doing this imagining of the material world and living entities to be false. Now, Prabhupada uses this expression quite a bit, world ju word jugglery. And this would be another thing which needs to be um, explored carefully. What exactly is being referred to as word jugglery? Um, but we may remember, if we go back, we can remember that in the beginning of Lord Chaitanya's discussion, he's saying uh, that one should take the primary meaning, the direct meaning of words, not the indirect meaning. So what we would have to look for is where Shankara is putting aside direct meanings and using secondary meanings, gona vritti. Um, anyway, and then he gives an example which is famous. Um, he became famous for this, but it's not from him, it's from the Upanishads. Namely, mistaking a rope for a snake and mistaking an oyster shell for gold. Prabhupada refers to gold, um, and maybe we'd have to check whether that's used in the Mundaka Upanishad. Generally, it refers to silver, uh, the mistaking of oil shell oyster shell and silver, but whatever, gold or silver, it makes no difference. And then Prabhupada says, okay, he's using that analogy to make his point that we living beings are illusion. Uh, we don't really exist as individuals. And Prabhupada says, Let's look more carefully. He says, the rope snake analogy, which is in the Mundaka Upanishad, has a different purpose. What is that purpose? It's explaining the error of mistaking the body for the soul. And that's something I meant to look up, but didn't get to it. Um, the exact quote in the Mundaka Upanishad and also, uh, I think it would be interesting to see the context. And then Prabhupada quotes from the uh, Bhagavad Gita, Mamai Vangsho Jivaloke Jiva Bhuta Sanatana. Mama Eva Angsha Jivaloke Jiva Bhuta Sanatana that uh, the uh, angsha, there are angshas, there are um, um, portions, there are parts or limbs, anga, angsha, or sparks of me, they are mine, um, but they are sanatana, they are eternal. So the Vaishnavas understand this verse to say that uh, rest assured, as Krishna is saying quite clearly to Arjuna in the very beginning, 
of chapter two, uh, never was there a time when I did not exist, nor you, nor all these kings. Um, this is being confirmed here. We are individual. <clears throat> so now he wants to give up what he's saying is a proper understanding of vivartavada. Again, vivarta is another word for transformation. He's saying vivartavada, properly understood, is the mistake of regarding the body as the self. Uh, which suggests that everyone who is identifying themselves as the, their body are vivartavadis. <laughs> like mayavadi, vivartavadi. But um, I'm not so sure we can take it in that way. Okay, but moving on, then he quotes, I mentioned before this, uh, there are two lines and Prabhupada quotes now the second line from a source we don't know its origin. Atatvato, before we had Satatvato, Anyatabud here, <clears throat> uh, now we have Atatvato, Anyatabud here, Vivarta iti udarida. It's giving a definition. Udarita. It is. It is said. It is uh, exclaimed or whatever. Vivarta iti. Um, it's like a quotation mark around the word vivarta. <clears throat> vivarta is uh, is an anyata buddhi, a mentality, or anyata prata. Um, otherwise than what does not exist or what was not before, atatvata. And that's a crude translation, but and that's my guess for now. Then Prabhupada goes on to say, one can be uh, attacked by this Vivartavada philosophy when he forgets the inconceivable power of the omnipotent personality of Godhead. And here someone may ask, well, why is that? Why would it be the case that if I forget that the Lord is omnipotent, that I would be affected by uh, this vivartavada? That's something to think about but let's remember that omnipotent means having unlimited potencies or shaktis. And shaktis means uh, shakti and shaktiman. And so uh, this puts us, or this makes clear that we are shaktis of the Lord. We are not the Lord. We are shaktis of Brahman. We are not Brahman as such. Therefore, we are individuals. Therefore, we can understand there are um, multiple potencies. Therefore, the jada, the material energy, which is our body, 
is also different from us and therefore um, we will not be attacked by Vivartavada as Prabhupada is representing Vivartavada. Hare Krishna. Well, that's pretty much what I have to say for now. <laughs> and we've come to the end of our time. Um, let's see, just briefly, Abhutarai wants to say, the verse speaks of the birth, the janma of Adya or Sringara Rasa through Sri Krishna Chaitanya Deva as the combined form of Rasaraja and Mahabhava. Yeah. Uh, the followers of Chaitanya Deva headed by Acharyas like Rupa Sanatan. Okay, that must be yet a further translation or interpretation. Yeah, that's also nice. At the end, I have one question, Maharaj. These are two translations. One is from Madhusudana Saraswati. I just forward it to you because I found it. And anyway, sorry for that if it's offensive. But maybe the last question, if you like to address. Um. Well, we don't have so much time now. <laughs> Our acharyas also sometimes take secondary meaning. Yeah, I, I wanted to speak about that. And Jiva Goswami uh, does exactly that. Um, in the Tattva Sandarbha, he says, actually here in this context, and that's a whole other thing to explain, but he says in this context, we need to use secondary meaning otherwise this doesn't make any sense um, so so that's interesting because on the one side we're reading lord chaitanya is criticizing the use of secondary meaning jiva goswami is saying in another context we need to use secondary meaning of upanishadic statement <laughs> Um, yeah, and Chittakarani is saying how all these should be illusion. Indeed, how should all this be illusion? <laughs> Don't worry if you're, if you're thinking this doesn't make sense, that's very good. <laughs> um, what's the function of the illusion? Well, um, we can say that uh, it does have a function as an illusion uh, to keep uh, conditioned souls in illusion that they are uh, enjoyers. And so the illusion uh, provides facility for that enjoyment. Uh, the, the link between being in illusion and then becoming one. Uh, that's also part of the pro problem of um, Mayavad philosophy, you can say. 
there's there's multiple problems with it, but this is I think you've actually touched on one of them. <laughs> so rather than trying to um, unravel Mayavad philosophy, which gives the danger of becoming uh, uh, trapped or wrapped up in Mayavad philosophy, uh, we want to appreciate the Godia, uh, the Vaishnava philosophy of Achantya Veda Veda. I think also just sort of common sense really gets us to understand pretty easily uh, that there's oneness and there's difference. There's both. <laughs> it's not so, you know, I think even a child can understand this. It's not so complicated. There's oneness. We see a kind of unity. Um, if we're a little thoughtful, we think, uh, I mean, we, we see uh, there's not, you know, there's not two realities. There's one reality, but it's there. There's also multiplicity, and both are real. Um, and there's a purpose. This world has a purpose. We have a purpose. All of this becomes very clear uh, when we uh, listen to our acharyas. Hare Krishna. So on that note, oh, I was going to do a very quick show and tell. Uh, for those of you still with us, we showed this book previously, but now it's arrived with great thanks to uh, Prema Sarovra and uh, Gopi Krishna in particular for translating and uh, many, many others who have helped in producing the book. So I just got two copies sent by Prema Sarovra in the mail. Advancing Across the Great River, Reflections on Yoga Philosophy and Cross-Cultural Comparisons. Uh, the title was um, very carefully chosen to help us to get the book approved <laughs> by the Chinese authorities. It's basically about Bhagavad Gita, kind of introducing Bhagavad Gita in different ways. So we're happy about this. Uh, okay, Hare Krishna, thank you all so much and uh, wish you all the best for this week. Keep well, keep safe, keep happy, chant and be happy. And uh, take each day one step at a time, serving the Lord. Shila Prabhupada ki jai. Ananta Koti Vaishnavarinda ki jai. Jai. Prem Anande.